Welcome back to the Leading Young Podcast. Leading is hard. Leading young is even harder. In this podcast, we tackle the difficulties of being a young leader both in the church and in the business world. Are you an old leader? Still, listen in and learn how to better develop those young leaders on your staff now. No matter the age, there is something for everyone by leading young. What is Let's going go. on, everybody? We are back. We feel much better. We got, we kind of got the kinks out. Leading is hard, but leading young is back, and leading young is here with episode two. I am Pacey Reynolds, Dose. a high school pastor at Central Christian Church in Southern Illinois. I'm a Liberty University alum. You guys can't see it, but I'm throwing up the L. My man, Nick Malone. Nick Malone. This is I, Nick Malone, yeah. the one yeah. and the only. Absolutely. The government calls me Nicholas. Um, many call me Nick. <laughs> okay. Yep. Resident here uh, at Central Christian yep. Church. Amen. Amen. So, hey, leading young is designed so no matter the age, there is something for everyone by leading young. Episodes drop every other Monday, which if you want to know the correct term, that's bi-weekly. Uh, if you guys want to be a part of this conversation, have thoughts, comments, I seriously want to hear them. Send Email them. Pacey at centralnow.com. Subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to for new episodes and new content to stay up to date. And Nicholas, I'm excited about today's topic. Same. We kind of got the like the who we are out of the way, and I feel like much better prepared to yeah. bring something today. Yes, sir. So if you guys are here for our second episode, praise God for that. So... Today, this episode is called, if you've clicked on it, you'd already know, but Nicholas is the first time he's really getting to hear me say it, a leader is everyone. So for the for the next few weeks in this series or in this podcast, we're going to be talking about like what a leader is and what a leader is not. And this week we're talking about a leader is everyone. Everyone is a leader. And my point is that all who are called to Christ are called to lead. All who are called to to Christ are also called to rule, like they are called to lead. Okay, Nick, so here's here's where I'm getting this from, and here's my thought. In First Genesis 26 through 28, this is what this reads. I think it's a very clear instruction how we are all called to be leaders in God's kingdom. It says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful, be fruitful, 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 and multiply, fill the earth, and govern it. Mm. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that all scurry along the ground. Our daily responsibilities we have been tasked with, we cannot make burdens, okay? So, like, God is telling us here, I think God is telling us here in the scripture, I'm giving you responsibilities, things to reign over. We cannot overlook those. Those cannot become burdens or something that we think, like, we're too qualified to do as leaders. So, like, even if you know you're a leader and you're confident in that, don't overlook the small responsibilities. Yeah. If you're someone that you don't think you're a leader because you're not loud enough or you don't have the position or whatever, don't think you're not a leader. It says it right here in scripture, you are. 
Um, John, our lead pastor, often says this at Central, and I really agree to it. I think it's great content for everyone. He often says, you can never be over what God has put under you until you are under what God has placed over you. You can never be over what God has put under you until you are under what God has put over you. Um, my hand is moving in the studio. You guys can't see that when you're listening, but basically you can never be over. You can't like be mm-hmm. the guy in charge that everyone is ready to go through the fire with until you've gotten under that and you've served those people. Kind of like we talked about last week with like the servant leadership style thing. Like that's how Jesus led. That's how he's led the biggest movement in the history of mankind, right? Until you get under what God has given you. Nick, what are your thoughts on this passage, this concept? And all this stuff. What do you think about that yeah. everyone is a leader? Yeah, no. Like, the first thing that comes to my mind when, like, thinking everybody is a leader is starting, is, like, everybody starts out with, you know, with nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, Zero. you know, top CEO. You know, they started out with nothing. But, you know, they got to work their way from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about, um, you know, King David. You know, how, you know, his brothers were all passed up on the anointing. They were all passed up on you know, that position, but he was chosen. And yet, even though he was chosen, he was still working out in the fields. He was still being a shepherd, you know, still tending the flock and whatnot, still doing his daily roles until he reached that position. And just thinking about, you know, everybody is a leader makes me think of just a few weeks ago, I learned, you know, just about that everybody you know is gifted with special mm-hmm. gifts, special yeah. talents, special abilities. And with that, we're able to, um, I don't know, what's the word? Just, you know, steward those mm-hmm. how we will. Yeah. You know, and just like you, you're you phenomenal with graphic, you know, graphic designing, mm, that, that sort creative. of thing, you know, creative, mm-hmm. creativeness. Or me, on the other hand, I am not that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, like, I could not go yeah. and just lead from that ability. So if I would like, want to get better at that, then I would have to go under and, you know, learn from you, you know, train under yeah, you, sure. that, that sort of thing until yeah. I got to that position. So, you know, you just. Yeah. No, I, I, I love that. And also, I think that like what that's kind of leading me to is kind of something I was thinking about with this is in a roundabout way. OK, I want everyone to kind of understand this um, completely, because I think this is like how what scripture looks like applied to my life. The leader I am. I didn't just wake up and become the high school pastor one day. And when I woke up and got this leadership role or when I wake up with this role, okay, I wasn't like, or when we wake up as a leader, like if you're already in the top somewhere or you're in the bottom, don't misunderstand where, no no matter your position at work, we all wake up with the responsibility to be, if you're a spouse, the, the godly husband, the godly wife, boom, like responsibility number one. So this is what I was thinking, okay? Like all the little tasks in my day that sometimes aren't fun, like organizing chairs, putting scripture in the computer, cleaning rooms, folding laundry for my wife, taking care of our dog, doing the dishes, cooking dinner. Those are things I do every day. Those are what make me a leader. I'm not a leader because I say I'm one. I've chosen and Mm -hmm. have like this. God has blessed me with this understanding of like until I like and we'll get into this in the future, um, but, like, one, my number one job is to be in a relationship with God and, like, what he has for me. Like, submit to him every day. Two, now it's my wife. She's my first ministry. So in my day, where am I serving her? Because if I'm not serving her, I can't be the best high school pastor I can be. I can't be the best employee, the best leader, the best cook, the best lawyer, the best uh, custodian, you the best it. teacher. You can't be the best unless no. you're doing, like, the godly principle of it. So then the third for me is my job. 
like you, Nicholas, you have kids. So like, that's what makes, I think you a leader is like, you've got the wife, the kids, then job. You've like, you've accepted there's another one before Mm -hmm. the role. So that's what makes me a leader. Like that's how I know I'm leading. I'm leading my family. I'm leading my job. More importantly, I'm all of us. We're leading our relationship with Jesus. And then what else have we accepted? A job, a spouse, a child. Like I'm no dummy that like anyone listening is like, well, that's really easy for you to say. No, like I went through a lot of trial and error. Like I get it. Like it's hard to Mm want to be in charge and not be in charge and all that stuff. And also when you're in charge and you're like, well, you don't understand the problems that my business has or this has. Like it's easy for me to focus on those results. Like in the widespread of like, oh, well, I'm not happy with my marriage or I'm not happy about this or like my attendance is down at my service. It's not going my way. I don't have the, then Mm -hmm. I lose my energy. And then like I quit my first ministry at home because I'm so stressed about work. So like Nick, yes, I want to let you insert here and go for a second on that. Like when we start losing energy, mm-hmm. how, how do you think? And for everyone at home, a leader is everyone, right? But how do we trying to find the right word? So I don't confuse people online or listen, how do we lead? Well, starting in that, like from, because I mean, I think that's the biblical principle of it is like God, my wife, if I'm married, or my husband, whoever, for you guys listening, and then, like, kids is the next one, and then job. But, like, we often get it confused and flipped around. So for you, Nick, what does that Mm -hmm. look like being the leader you are? Because it's in a different capacity than me. I think it just goes to show just the design in which the Lord has created it to be, of, you know, just focusing on that relationship with you and the Lord first. And then from that, um, it, it just from that flows just the life and just the um, abundance of what is to come because I mean just in the verse uh, I don't know what it is but it just Matthew where when you seek first the kingdom mm-hmm. all, Matthew six thirty three yeah hit hit me with it hit big with verse it. big verse in all my areas right now Matthew six thirty three I like the ESV ESV version of this it says seek first his kingdom mm-hmm. and his righteousness and all these things will be added yes. to you. Yes. yes. To you. That's yes. for that's literally for you. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, promise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so like when you when you truly place your like your faith and your trust and your life in the Lord, then like he will just add just all these things to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's just not for like a selfish motive, it's not for a selfish ambition, it's because you are choosing to die to your flesh and live for him. And whenever you're able to do that in all those different areas, in your marriage, in your family, in your job life is able to just look different because you're living in a way that is honoring to the Lord. You're living in a way that is um, pleasing to the Lord. And so I think it just, just the whole principle of your relationship with God being first is that everything you else, everything else that you do, he is in it, whether mm-hmm. you see it or not, he is in it. And so if you have him in the center of that, then it's able to fully revolve. Yeah. Um, and like fully greatly. Like, I love that point that it all, it all comes together there because I think that people oftentimes feel like, well, like, your life is fine. You have it all together. You don't understand this, this, and this. And, like, no, I don't. Like, I do not understand the hardships you went through, but I understand the ones I went through. And so I have learned that in my life, I cannot base the status of what I'm leading in, mm-hmm. my relationship with God, my marriage, whatever, on results. Because just, just because I'm not happy with my marriage or just because I'm not happy with my ministry doesn't mean I get to quit leading one or the other. Just because my ministry is, is you know, whatever and I'm pushing hard and I want this result and I really want this thing at work so bad, I want these numbers, yeah. doesn't mean I take it out on my wife when I get home and not serve her and what I've been called to do like scripture would call me to. But mm-hmm. I believe this is, for all of you listening, I believe that this is 
um, we often are chasing results. I think that Jesus used a seed to kind of help us um, use the seed parable, like when he talks about the soils, Nick. I think he does that because I think we are people that want to be based on results. We want the results, and those results define us. But that's oftentimes what we come to understand through so many different areas of our life. But Jesus uses that parable about the seed, and I don't want to read like the whole thing for you guys, but basically, if if you know anything about the Bible, he talks about three seeds. There's ones with like vines and weeds in it. There's another with stones, and then there's another that's like fine. Like the soil's like Mm -hmm. just normal soil. There's not in it. So like this, like the the seed can't grow in the vines like it can't go through them it, it gets up, choked, it gets up. choked up yeah. yeah the it can't gr- it can't be deep rooted with the rocks because there's all these stones in nope. the way jesus talks about this parable and that the seed has to be in the correct environment to properly grow we have to have the correct understanding of leadership and that we're all called to lead mm-hmm. to be the leaders that god has called us to be yeah one of the books i love the most that we talk about a lot here at our church is uh, the book by kyle eidemann one at a time it talks about this idea that we are a people of the harvest we want results and like uh our lead pastor john henry i was talking the other day like if you're a sports fan at all like and you have a team and the team is not doing good you're not interested in the team me i'm a cowboys fan (laughs) after our recent playoff performances for the last 30 years I get tired and not interested in the team. I'm not interested in this thing anymore because I'm not getting the results. Try being a Panthers fan. Yeah, literally. We won't go on tangents for you guys. But here's here's what I think about all that, okay? When we don't get results, we then start withdrawing from other areas to to compensate or to overcompensate Mm -hmm. because we want the results that we want to see. We want these results. We want to see it in this area, and we want to see it now. And when even when us as Christians, we read this parable, you know what I think we do all the time? I think we make ourselves out to be the farmer because that's what he talks about in this book. We all want to be the hero. Well, I got to fix this. I got to get these stones out of here. I got to cut down the vines and the weeds and get all this, this stuff out of here so I can grow correctly. So we got to get rid of that. We got to get rid of him. We got to do this thing. We got to do that thing. And like, I don't think that's the case. God is the farmer. He tells us we are the soil. Like we are not the farmer. And I think when we understand that, Unfortunately for us, the humbling thing of getting under is understanding that we are the dirt. Yeah. We are the soil. So we naturally want results over refining. We naturally want results over Mm -hmm. refining. Mm -hmm. We value the result more than actually being refined, becoming a better leader, becoming a better husband, becoming a better teacher, pastor, lawyer. We value the results for a moment better than the long-term refining that comes when we understand that we are the soil, we are not the ones that can fix everything in a day, and we can't always get the results we want. Nick, yeah. what do you think about this? I know I just kind of briefed over that passage, but mm-hmm. like, what are your notes for our people listening? Like, what, what are your, because I hadn't told you that yet, what are your initial thoughts about that? My initial thoughts are, that is one of the things that, that Christ just calls us to do when we choose to follow him is to die to our flesh daily and to pick up our cross and live in just newness, live in true life with him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, daily, that does not look easy. I mean, with parenting, it is definitely not easy. With mm. being a husband, it is definitely not easy. It looks like laying down your pride, picking up the cross, and being reminded to put on love, put on selflessness, put on compassion, put mm. on the fruits of the Spirit, um, and walking in that and walking in faith and assurance and knowing that I don't know what he's leading me in today, but I know that it is good for me because of the one who has paved the way for me. 
with, mm-hmm. with the cross. Mm-hmm. And so my initial note from what you just said about the parable of the seeds is that it's not always easy. It's not always tough. And I mean, just the harvest in itself is not easy. Mm. It's not tough. But the no. harvest is plentiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that sucks the most is that, yeah, we want to skip the process and we just want to get to the result. Mm-hmm. But there's so much beauty that is in the journey than just getting to that destination. Yeah, for sure. I really like, and I almost so, want you to touch on this for a second. And you may not be prepared to do this, but I, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm a, pa- you, I'm a parent. Yeah, you are a parent, I'm which is the, for something. which is, well, that's, that's what my question is, is, is like, so for me, like I said, cockiness, I don't like I said, is. to review for all our listeners, I lead in my relationship with God, choosing every day to be a leader in that, like take my role, take on my responsibility as being a part of that relationship that he's given me and do that. What else does that look like? When I do that, I've made a commitment to a woman named Savannah Reynolds. I love her. She's my wife. So I serve her like Aww. in the way that scripture calls me to mm-hmm. his scripture calls me to i don't get to pick and choose his scriptures called me to do that but you now have a fun dynamic on that i don't yet you have kids before work mm-hmm. i just go from savannah to work like work is my baby right now for me i'm young mm-hmm. you're young you're the same age but you have the kids <laughs> in between so throw that in there for our listeners what does it look like to put the kids before work i mean it is <laughs> it is it is tough Honestly, it is tough when, you know, you got things that you need to get done or deadlines or whatnot that need to get done, but um, kids come into it. But I think what it looks like is, first off, I would love to disclose that in a moment of honesty and humility is that I'm not perfect. And so like, you know, leading, you know, my wife leading my children, you know, I'm not perfect, but God in his rich grace and rich mercy, he covers me in that. But what it looks like is... um. It looks like trying your best in those moments of leading your children before work is just investing intentionality in it, um, which is so tough. It's so tough because fleshly, I would love nothing more than just to zone out. You know, you guys go play. Dad's just going to hang out on his phone. You know, you guys go play. Dad's just going to go watch some TV. But no, it's just crazy that you are raising the future and like you are raising, you know, you know children and it's just it's so insane it's so insane but just having the um having the perspective of eternity in mind hits so much harder it's so much harder in parenting and just focusing on i just don't want to set my kids up for for success earthly but i want to set them up for success for the kingdom by teaching them um just Mm -hmm. the ways of the lord and like you're saying like we could we could go round and round and pull up some Bible, oh, but yeah. like it, it it it's calling you to do that. It's not calling you to, you know, your friends come there. Your relationships you have with people are on that list of things, yeah. maybe somewhere, you know, depending on the season of life you're in. But they never take priority over these first three yeah. things. They yeah. never take priority over the wife and kids, yeah. you know. And like depending on where you're at in your career, they really probably shouldn't take priority over your career. You know, like those relationships yeah. are important. But when we understand God's design, like we understand that we are not the farmer. We cannot get to where we want to go. We cannot get ourselves to the the leader spot, the, mm-hmm. the office we want, and all those sorts of things. We have to we have to lead where we're at. Like for, for many years, I think I'm so glad that I had the opportunity I did in college with my um, home church to like go to school and to basically intern for years. 
because mm-hmm. what it taught me is that you can lead from anywhere. You can lead from anywhere. And I think the areas I was called to lead then are the ones I'm still mm-hmm. leading now. I was called to lead in my relationship with Christ. I have a I have a responsibility every day to pick up that cross, to be in relationship with him. Does that look like every day, you know, reading 20 20 hours in my Bible all day or or praying half the day away? No, it doesn't. It looks like being in a relationship with Jesus, knowing that he's established in my life and what I do revolves around him. Now, yeah. I need to spend time with him and I need to spend time in his word and growing with him and desire that time with him. And that comes and that happens naturally in your day. You find the time because that relationship matters to you and you make it matter because you desire him. But when we understand, everyone listening right now, these, I think if you're, if you're, if you're anyone, these are the three areas that I think, like scripturally, we can go through and you can find your tips and tricks and Bible passages and, and scripture to help you with these things. But like, it's your relationship with Christ over everything else. Yep. Nothing comes before that. Zero. If you want to be a leader, like God's called you to be, and if you're, if you've been baptized and you believe in Jesus and you want to follow Him, you're leading something. Because here's my here's my other point is where this ends up at. How, well, what did, well, what did Jesus say about this? He said, go and make disciples. Yeah. That's the mission. So he gave us a mission. Mm-hmm. God told us we had responsibilities. Everybody. And the mission every day for all of us is Everybody. to make disciples. In, in your workplace, in your kids, you know, make your wife a better disciple. Like disciple, like sharp, iron sharpens iron. Like mm-hmm. all this stuff, it comes together in the sense that it's God, your spouse, your kids, your job, your friends, honestly, in, in pretty much that order. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't, you know what I mean? And I think, and, and I believe, because I've witnessed it, is that if Jesus, if, you know, you're following the Lord, and if he is not at the top, and you got something else replacing it, you quickly will soon realize and understand that. Oh, for sure. You got it mixed up. Yeah, not the results you want. Yep. Things aren't going your way. You're frustrated. Mm-hmm. You start moving things around. People aren't happy with you. Your wife isn't happy with you. Your kids are frustrated about something, and, and they Work eventually take crazy. it out on you. Yep. Work is crazy. Like, listen, and, and what I love here is the clarity and truth I can I can tell everyone. Like, there are times in me and Savannah's life where both of us, like, we know each other. We know the season. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like summer. I'm on trips with students all the time. That sacrifices a lot of our one-on-one time with each other. That sacrifices the constant growing relationship. Now, thankfully, we do a lot of that together. But as we get older, we won't. Like, she'll have a kid to take care of in Jesus' name. You know what I mean? Like, she won't be on the trip. She won't be there. So she knows that that's a part of what she's agreed to in me, like in Mm -hmm. our relationship. So then she takes that up with the Lord. She doesn't have to, you know, she's protected and covered on that from God. Like, I don't have to make a promise I can't keep. She knows that that's a part of my year that's busy. So she knows that that comes with the sacrifice. And that's the same thing with her. When it's when it's mm-hmm. a season of her life that's busy, she loves coaching Scholar Bowl. So I want her to have something like that to do. And and does it take some time out of her day? She gets home a little later. I got to do a few extra chores. Absolutely. But I know that she's building relationships that really do matter with students in it. And so who am I to stand in the way of what God's called her to do? Mm-hmm. So like, Take it up with the Lord. That's why he's first. The second yeah. is your spouse. You guys are a team. You cannot get in between each other. All those I things. Mean, you are leaders. I mean, I don't, I don't mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we're just going back and forth. But I mean, think about the greatest commandment that Jesus gave. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God. Mm. And then the second one he gave. It's scriptural. Loving the people around you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like we we put it in our order 
and that's why it's messed up. You know what I mean? And like we've all done it. So like I'm not sitting here having like a session of like, look at me, I was right. I was wrong for so, so, so long that once everything came together, it was because I finally died to some things and mm. gave some things up and let some yep. things go. Let go of bad investments, it's different relationships. Because I needed people that would respect that the way I've lined things up in my life. Because you're always going to have someone like, oh, come on, man. The kids will always be there. Oh, come on, man. She'll get over it. No, you know what I mean? Like, No. Yeah. It is God, wife. When I have kids, it'll be kids. When I have work, it'll be work. Then I got some friends I can keep. If you guys can't tell, he keeps like, hitting the table. Yes. If you can't tell, <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a hands guy. I'm a hands-on like hands guy. So I'm doing my visual representation. You can't see. But you are all leaders. You have called to been leaders. Just to recap what we've talked about in this episode, okay? You've all been called leaders since Genesis 1, 26 mm. and through 28. It says you were created to reign. You were created to govern. You were created to reign. He uses those three words. Like that's mm. in the NLT. You can go through any version you want. He's talking about you were created to rule in the ESV. You're created to do this. You're created with responsibilities. My daily responsibilities in my life to be the leader I am are laundry, dishes, taking my dog out, mm -hmm. being a good husband, organizing chairs, putting in scriptures, planning things for my students, being in connection with my students. That's what makes me the leader. So whatever you're doing, we all have different tasks, but it makes you the leader when you do yeah. those well and they honor God. Whether you got to go in and you got to turn in the paperwork to someone else, you do that responsibility well, like literally like amazing. Like you just did what God asked you to do. Yeah. And when you continue to do that, your leadership grows. Faithfulness. He gives you more. He blesses you that is more. How, that is and how so true success that is, is defined. That is the beauty of the way he's designed it. And yeah. so- some of you are like, man, you don't even know where I work. You know, I, you don't even understand. I want to email me at Pacey at centralnow.com because I want to understand the situation yeah. here and I want to understand the leadership you've been given or the leadership you're under. And I honestly just want to get your insight on your situation and know better all the different areas of leading. The Bible, I believe that the Bible tells us God's words guide us and how we can all lead in our different areas, whether you are a mother, a father, a husband, a wife, a pastor, a tradesman, an employee, an electrician, a plumber, uh, a lawyer, a teacher, whatever you're in, the Bible has given all of us different ways to lead, different ways over our responsibilities, what we've been given to rule over. Now, some of those are more important than others, like we've talked about today. But we cannot ignore any of them because you are all leaders. Don't forget it. You are all leaders, no matter the job, no matter if you think you're on the bottom of the totem pole. You are a leader because we all have the same mission. No matter the no matter the position of power, wherever you are, we are all called to go and make disciples. And I know from the beginning of my day to the end, do I do I get distracted? Yes. Do I get frustrated at things? Yes. I'm human, just like you. Yeah. But I know that the beginning is. God gave me these responsibilities, and the end goal is to make a disciple here. That's the end goal of whatever I'm doing. And and like we pointed out in that passage I brought up, like, we're dirt. We are not the farmer. We're not the hero. We're not the one that can just pick stones up, get them out of the way, and cut all the weeds back. We are the soil. We have to allow the farmer to come in and be worked on. I feel like there's maybe some scientific stuff there we could get into. I mean, <laughs> from, I mean, from like, dust to dust. Yeah, from dust to dust. But like, also like the fact that like not all soil, you know, like some soil in some areas you can't grow things in. Mm. Like you can't like if you just get into all that kind of stuff. But we can't be people chasing results. We have to be people 
valuing the Lord, refining us. So he'll do a work in us for what he wants to do through us. That's out that Kyle Eidemann book. If you want to check that out, that is uh, one at a time by Kyle Eidemann. 10 out of 10 recommend. If you're a, um, if you're someone that is learning to lead in any area, that book rocks because it talks about how to do that by valuing, making a disciple one at a time. So we all can become better leaders. Nicholas, I want your closing thoughts for our people. Mm. I kind of just wrapped up what I wanted people to take from this episode. Give us your closing thoughts. No, my closing thoughts are from uh, Deuteronomy 30, um, where it talks all about um, the Lord. He's talking to the nation of Israel, and he's saying, hey, like you guys are about to enter the promised land, and so you got two choices. Choose life or Mm. choose death. And as leaders, as someone in a position to lead, no matter how big or how small it is, um, choose life. Choose to do it to honor the Lord. Choose to do it to represent the Lord. Choose to do it to show just your thankfulness and your gratitude to the Lord. And when you do that, you will be able to just experience just His rich just glory and His beauty and His blessings all the more. But if you choose death, on the other hand, as a leader, if you choose to do it your way, if you choose to do it selfishly, if you choose to do it sneaky, you know, if you choose to do it, you know, just deceitfully or what, whatever it may be, um, then you will fall every time. You'll mm-hmm. fall every time. You think you will have success, but in the end, you'll just realize you were just chasing nothing. Um, so there is a... That's it. There's that. Choose life. That's it. Choose a life. leader is everyone, and leaders put God first. Lead. Because that's his place. Lead you know to saying? the one that gave his life for you. For sure. For sure. I love it. Uh, one of my students always says every Sunday night, put God in your life. Keep God in your life. And then he always says, keep, uh, put God first. And I love him for that because I'm like, man, mm. he'll dab me up. He'll, he'll high five, whatever. He'll say, put God first. Keep God in your life, man. And I'm like, I love that because that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Period, he understands period. it, period. So, hey, no matter the age, there is something for everyone by leading young. I completely understand that what we talk about in these episodes sometimes feels like you're a long way away from, or you just think you, you know, you're like, oh man, well that, I wish it was that simple. You know what I mean? Like I said, email in. I want to know. I want to help. I I just want to help learn. I want you to teach me about the area you're leading in. So email in at Pacey at centralnow.com to take part in the combo. Email some feedback. I want to hear from you. Please understand, we do not have this leading thing figured out. We are leading young, and we want to be better leaders from this podcast, too. So, until next time, leading is hard. Don't get discouraged, because we all don't have it figured out. We are figuring this out together. My name is Pacey, Nick included. We are figuring this out together. But let's all be leaders learning together, because no matter the age, there is something for everyone by leading young. Young. Peace. Peace out, group. (laughs)